Hey everyone, Grant K for the Flame Learning Channel. In this video, we're going to cover the changes to the on-screen access object in the Action 3D Compositor. This will give you added gestural control when working in any 3D composite, which is a much more visual way to manipulate objects without relying too much on the interface controls. We've also adjusted the look and feel to match Autodesk Maya, allowing for a more refined experience if you're working between these different applications. If you would like to follow along, please click the link in the YouTube description. Alternatively, if you are watching the podcast version of this video, then type the link displayed in your web browser. Go ahead and load the media into Flame using the Media Hub and in an empty batch group, click the Load pull-down menu and choose the Load and Replace option. Load the provided batch setup and you can go into action using the 1UP view with F4. So what you have here is a 3D scene that contains a background image, a chroma key in the foreground and a group of 3D objects. There is also a matchbox shader, lights and a lens flare to stylize the 3D composite. Currently nothing is selected in the view. And this is where we begin. Firstly, Access Objects are the virtual tools that allow you to move and place objects in 3D space. They can be used on literally everything in the 3D composite. In Flame 2017 Extension 1, the Access Objects are represented by these icons in the scene. If you're a long-time Flame Artist, the previous versions would display an axis with movable handles all the time. So aside from a subtle highlight, many found it difficult to realize what was selected and what was going to move. Now these axis objects resemble the Maya Null objects. They are essentially a point in 3D space in relation to an object. The size of each axis object will vary depending on their distance to your viewing camera. So the closer the axis is to the camera, the bigger the axis object. The further away the axis is from the camera, the smaller the axis object. This gives you a better sense of 3D depth and objects in 3D space. Now what you see here are all the axis objects in a deselected state. When you click an axis object in the view, or in the action schematic, the axis color changes to indicate the selection. You also get a manipulator on top of the axis object for adjustments. I also want to point out that when an axis object is selected, the selected axis remains a constant size in 3D space, unlike the unselected axis objects. This allows you to make easy adjustments whether you're zoomed in or out, or even if the object in question is quite far away from the viewing camera. This is a big improvement over previous versions of the Flame products. The other point I thought I should mention is that if you think the axis icons are too big or too small, you can switch to the Node Preferences menu and globally adjust the size of the axis icons. If you don't want to see the axis icons, even when Show All Icons is enabled, just set the size to 0% and they will always be hidden. If you change this value, just reset the size to 100% and switch back to the main menus. Now you should think of the manipulator as the transformation tool for an axis object. 
It's also based on the Maya manipulators and are rarely visual and easy to use. As you saw earlier, the manipulator always remains a constant size that makes it easier to pick. You can only see one manipulator at a time, so you should definitely know what you're going to move. And this also makes it difficult to accidentally move an axis without a manipulator. In addition to what I've just mentioned, when you hover over the handles of the manipulator, they will light up. This allows you to click and constrain the transformation in a specific direction, or you can move in all three directions by clicking and dragging from the center of the manipulator. In addition to handles, you also have patches on the manipulator. In the case of moving an object, the patches help you visually identify X, Y and Z planes in 3D space. You can also click and drag on the patches directly to constrain the direction. So you can use the traditional directional handles or patches and you'll get the same result. Now there are four manipulator states. You've already been looking at the first one which is Move. This is mapped to the M or T keyboard shortcut. The second manipulator state is Rotate. Using either the Tools pull down menu or pressing the R keyboard shortcut will change the mode. With Rotation, you get a set of rotation rings which allows you to choose the angle of rotation. Each ring lights up when you hover over them and when you make an adjustment, you will get ghosting in the manipulator to judge the angle of rotation. The third manipulator state is Scale. Using either the Tools pull down menu or press the E keyboard shortcut. With the Scale manipulator, you can use the handles to scale in a particular direction, or you can grab the center of the Scale manipulator to scale proportionately. You also have the patches as an alternative option to scaling instead of the handles. Finally, the fourth manipulator state which is actually a new tool in this version of Flame, is the Center Manipulator. This is available in the pull down menu or by pressing the Y keyboard shortcut. This looks similar to the Transformation Manipulator, but this moves the center of the object. The center point typically affects rotation and scale. Now as a reminder in all these cases of switching transformation modes, you can press the keyboard shortcuts to permanently switch the tools. Or you can press and hold the keyboard shortcut to toggle the modes interactively. As soon as you release the key, the tool will switch back to the previous mode. Now with the redesign of the axis objects, consideration was given to the orientation of the manipulators. In other words, the default orientation of a manipulator is based on the orientation of its object. So you can transform an object on its own axis. This is fine for a lot of things. However, trying to orientate an object to the 3D space can sometimes prove tricky. So two extra orientation modes have been introduced for the manipulators. You can see the mode here in this pull down menu. You also have the same option in the Action Preferences. So my current mode is set to Object. The orientation of the manipulator is aligned to the selected object. If you switch the orientation to World, 
the manipulator realigns itself to the 3D environment, making it easier to transform the axis in 3D space. And if you switch to camera, the manipulator is aligned to the viewing camera. I love this option because it allows you to move an axis in relation to the viewing camera. So it's easy to frame an object in camera without fiddling too much with its position in 3D space. Note that you will only ever get the X and Y handles in camera orientation. This is because the manipulator is aligned exactly to the camera, so you'll never see the Z handle. Even if you orbit the camera, the manipulator will automatically adjust to align to the new position. You can toggle the orientation using the Space W keyboard shortcut. Now as a final word on the manipulator, you will see it with Object Selection as well as Vertex Selection when using the Action G Mask. The axes and manipulators are fully supported in the G Mask Tracer, but not in the Legacy G Mask node. Finally, the last part I want to cover in this video is Widget Occlusion. This is not only applicable to Axis objects, but all virtual objects in the 3D scene. Orbit around the scene to identify all the Axis objects in 3D space. One thing I don't know if you noticed, is that even though the Axis objects are at a different distance in 3D space, they are behind some geometry in terms of their depth, but they're still visible to the camera. This can be a little bit confusing when trying to visualize the 3D space. So enable the Z Occlusion button in the Viewport menu bar. This is mapped to the Space O keyboard shortcut. The Z Occlusion is off by default, and it's an option in the Action Preferences menu. When you start orbiting the 3D scene again, the widgets now respect all geometry in 3D space. So when widgets are not visible from the camera's point of view, you will not see them through the 3D geometry. This is conceptualizing the 3D space, but bear in mind that you cannot select a widget you can't see. If that is the case, you either orbit the camera until you see the widget, or turn off the Z Occlusion option using either the keyboard shortcut, viewport menu bar, or Action Preferences. Be sure to check out the other features, workflows and updates to the Flame 2017 Extension 1 products. Comments, feedback and suggestions are always welcome and appreciated. Thank you for watching, and please subscribe to the Flame Learning Channel for future videos.